welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about youth ministries, not student ministries, youth ministries, as I was just told. Catherine Krulish and John Knapp are here with me to talk about uh, YouthX, first of all. If you don't know what YouthX is, you'll hear in just a minute what that was all about. It was awesome. Um, and then also just what's going on in youth ministries and in uh, for fourth through sixth graders. Catherine is the head of that. Uh, and you've kind of, Catherine... You've been on the podcast, right? I've been on the podcast. So you don't need to introduce you, but your title has, your job description has changed. Yes. So now what is your job description? Everybody knows John. I don't need to spend time on John. The 456 lead. Lead. Okay. Lead. Not, not, not director, not. Okay, great. Okay. So Catherine is very uncomfortable. We also, right now, we are in the green room sitting on couches. This is different. I'm very uncomfortable I prefer this. Yeah. I'm guessing more people will. I like the table feel. Okay. First off, if anyone, John, you can say hi, by the way. You haven't What's said anything What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Normally, I'm really good about jumping in whenever, but yes. hey, everyone. Uh, first off, uh, people that may not know, let's talk about YouthX. Just give them a brief synopsis of what YouthX was. Yeah, YouthX stands for the title of a citywide youth conference. Uh, we learned that uh, students don't really know what the word conference means. It's something that their parents go to for work, but... Youth don't really go to conferences, or it sounds too academic. So uh, we call it YouthX, but uh, for all intents and purposes, it's a conference where... YouthX, though, is youth experience. Yeah, they, we want the students to experience the Lord in worship, in the Word, in fellowship with other people. And so it was a two-day youth event uh, citywide. There was, I think, 220-ish How students. many churches did you have? I, uh, 13 churches, awesome. maybe 14, you know, some kind of slid in there towards the end. But yeah, we had uh, 13 different churches from the area that uh, mainly it was Windsor and Santa Rosa. Uh, but we did reach out to a couple different um, cities that are a little bit farther away. But for our first year, we felt very good about, you know, our success in reaching, you know, that many churches coming together and also that many students. So it was, it was awesome. So there's three general sessions. It was a Friday night and Saturday. We had worship and uh, a message. We had an encounter was our, our theme. So we looked at three different encounters from the gospels that Jesus had with ordinary people, the demonic man that Jesus interacted with, and then also uh, Zacchaeus, and then uh, Peter's restoration along the Sea of Galilee when he uh, had denied Jesus three times. And what's cool is now we've got, you've got a year under your belt to be able to be like, hey, look, this is what it was like. It was legit. Churches that were here know it's legit. They'll want to do it again. Students had a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it seemed like the students had a lot of fun. I was, I was on the stage and just looked like they were having a blast. But um, now you can reach out to other churches. You got some promo stuff. And so you're going to do this again next year, I'm assuming, right? Oh, yeah. Every year. And what was the, the motivation? annual student conference, youth conference. Kath, what was the motivation behind doing this and deciding to, because we've done the women's conference, but that's the only conference we've really done here. So, right? Yeah. Students, oh, we did the, we did we, the one day marriage thing. We did, like thing. A we did a one day thing marriage thing, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the heart behind it was, especially right now, like students are searching for a place to connect and a place that's safe where they can be themselves. And then obviously we have a heart for all the students in Sonoma County to hear the gospel and come to know Jesus. And so um, creating a space for other churches to be involved, not only just Spring Hills, but the churches in Sonoma County that don't necessarily have the ability to put on a conference like this that we can do mm -hmm. with a campus and a team um, and all of that. And then just a place for kids to invite their friends and want to be at church and show their friends that church is actually a really fun place to be and 
show them that, yeah, Jesus loves them. And speaking as someone for, that used to be the youth pastor of a small youth group, these kind of events are huge for just the the camaraderie within your youth group and the and yeah. getting your kids excited about something. Because sometimes being a small church, like you said, you don't have the facilities. You've only got sometimes you know, 10, 12 kids or whatever in your group. So your youth group meetings and things look very different. So having a big event with 200, what would you say, 230? Yeah, that, yeah. Something like that. A big event, loud music. Um, I mean, just a lot of fun, high energy stuff. Uh, the, the after party setup was awesome too. We had, uh, that went on for what, an hour, hour and a half. Gosh, an hour, well, and, yeah, well, hour they, and a half to two it hours. Ended, it ended at 10. We got, we got done with our first general session at eight 30 and then it was supposed to go till 10. We had tacos and we had jumpy, you know, jumpy video games, giant LED coffee, video games, thing. candy, yeah. energy, I mean, drinks, energy drinks, all it the was, junk. It was really great, but they end up staying till like ten forty five. The yeah. last ones kind of trickled out then. Yeah, it was hopping. I unfortunately I had an ear infection that whole weekend, so I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I probably would have. But um, when I left, I was like, dude, this is it was like Disneyland out there. Those it, kids were going nuts. It's it's a really cool thing. When you can create a space for students, you you wanna give them something that they can't necessarily get anywhere else because right. that's truly what, you know, is special about the church is that it's it's empowered through the Holy Spirit, right? And and because the Spirit's work and move in the place is unlike anything else, you know, um, we can't compete with places like Disneyland or like, you know, um, Six Flags or, you know, anything like a concert that they would go to. But we can do our best, you know, to create a very fun space. And, you know, a lot of times I think we overthink, you know, how much we need to you know, impress these kids or try to lure them in. They're pretty easily, you know, um, appeased, entertained. entertained. Um, they just want to hang out, you know. They want to, yeah, they want a I place think, to hang. I think the felt need that we had was like coming out of COVID, you know, and so much isolation and, and not a lot of, you know, fellowship time that this was huge. And, and in addition to all that, it was like, well, another need was like community among the churches, unity, you know, um, the scriptures talk a lot about how it's important for, you know, God's people to be of one mind and, you know, spirit. And so the idea was like pleasing the Lord with churches coming together to lift up, you know, Christ and what he's done and how an encounter with him can change everything. And so as we thought about that, it was just like, we, we want to do this and talking to other youth pastors, you know, I, it's never been done before. We blaze new trails, but it's been something that they've, wanted to do but it just took some intentionality and you know we we weren't uh it, it wasn't about any particular church i think that's what was right. the best thing about yeah it. the and night before you had a bunch of kids down here from other churches helping out setting stuff yeah. up and stuff and kids yeah. i'd never seen before which was cool i mean spring hills took lead because it was the very first year and, and we it's kinda, on our campus and it's on our campus and stuff but it it's and we have some of the resources to be able to handle that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But our vision for it was definitely that it's for the students of Sonoma County, not just the students of Spring Hills. Like a typical Spring Hills student event, it's yeah. geared towards our students. Right. It's geared towards the our attenders, who they are, what they like. This one was for the students of Sonoma County. So no yeah. matter the church, no matter any of that, like this is for you. And speak, so. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously someone from Spring Hills, but it really didn't feel like a Spring Hills event. Did you get any feedback about that with anybody? Did it, did it feel enough like a, a, a citywide thing and not a Spring Hills? I think so. And just speaking personally, I really did everything I felt I could. And then probably some on trying to, you know, disperse the love, if you yeah. will. Um, 
just by nature, because Spring Hills had so many students there, sometimes it was like, what church are you from? And it was like, Spring Hills, Spring Hills, Spring Hills. But, you know, God actually made it work pretty cool that during one game, we actually had no one from Spring Hills up yeah, front. Yeah. So it was really good. But, um, you know, a great, great response from everybody. A lot of gratitude. A lot of churches just thankful oh, for good. our willingness to kind of step up and lead. And I think they weren't ready for it, which I felt, you know, like I was I was proud in a sense and thankful um, of our of our church team, our staff as a whole, you know, from Pastor Brett all the way down. You know, we we all came together, and I think the, the churches that came in saw, like, wow, you guys really did an incredible job. Thank you so much. Our kids loved it. And out of that, I think, is only going to come more excitement and motivation towards them getting more involved in yeah. the future years. And we, we compliment Brett a lot on this podcast, but we mentioned a few times that he was in the back running sound all weekend. He was here just as long as any of us were in the sound booth. Well, I mean, not any of us. Some of you are probably here a lot longer, but the the pastor of our church was in the sound booth just running sound. He wasn't yeah. in front of anybody. He wasn't. He was just there to serve. And I think that sets the tone for our whole staff. We're all, when an event like this happens, I don't think any one of us is like, wait, do I need to be there? Well, We're all no. just ready for yeah. it. Brett did know that we were going to have tacos there. So that's, that's you know, really why he came. Joking. No, I do think it says a lot about our church, though, and our leadership um, in the fact that Brett is willing to give his weekend to yeah. students specifically. I think um, a lot of the youth pastors that were at the event noticed it. And I think in general, anyone who has worked at a church, it's really rare to have the head pastor be hanging out with teenagers till 11 o'clock at night yeah, and like Friday, loving it on a Friday night you know, before he speaks. Then again on a Saturday. Yeah. And so and it was really cool for us to like be able to, and our students even to see that their pastor cares about them so much that yeah. he's hanging out with them on Friday night. Yeah. I mean, he does, he, even him coming back on the podcast sometimes, it's just kind of like he puts the time aside to, to jump into wherever he's needed or wherever he feels like he can serve and help. And I think that yeah. sets a great tone for the rest of the, not even just the, the staff, but the people that serve here at Spring Hills too. Yeah. It just, it shows that everything is important and everything um, that you're doing is making a difference. So even him just yeah. running sliders back there. And in addition to like the youth pastors saying how great it was, like our students said how great it was and, you know, other students too. And so like, we're just kind of seeing like, teenagers do want to be challenged. They do want to have these moments where they can, you know, really lean in and encounter the Lord and to worship and be challenged. And, you know, one cool thing we did was we actually had three different students from different churches share their testimonies right. on, on yeah, video. Yeah. And that was a great way to also kind of make it about the church of Sonoma County as opposed to our church. And so, um, students sharing their faith, and it's just like you listen to these kids talk, and it's amazing that you know they they're searching for something this world can't offer, and you know it's events like Youth X that can really open up their eyes, and even kids who are like, I just want to come for a fun time, and um, their encounter that they were hoping for was to maybe make a few friends or find that you know cute girl or guy and have a couple you know tacos or whatever, but they ended up leaving with. Maybe they didn't become Christians, but they at least left hearing, you know, the word of God, which, you know, we know. You met your wife at a youth event, didn't you? I did. Yeah. You know, but the idea was like, you know, God's word doesn't return void. It goes out. It serves a purpose. It's planting seeds. And because of that, you know, we can kind of say, you know, what a what a great win um, for our for our 
for our right. community. Now, Catherine, it wasn't that long ago that you were a student. What do you see as the biggest differences and changes? I would just like to point out, it's been at least 10 years. Okay, thank you. I what know, year did you graduate high school, 2011. Kat? Oh, my gosh. I was 2004. Oh, but I know. I, my point was when I hit 10 years, Seven I still years. didn't feel like it was that long. Oh, like, I feel like... I feel like it's a whole new world. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh -huh. but 10 years is not that long. No. But a lot but changed it is in 10 in years. So ministry. what are the biggest changes that you've seen in the way that maybe, even or when you first started working here on staff? Um, I'd say a huge change is what students are looking for. I think when I was a student, I wanted a place to come hang out with my friends. Um, that put on, like, cool events, and that was kind of it. But I do think that we're in a time where students are genuinely looking for truth and they notice that there's something missing in their life and they're really trying to figure out what it is and they don't know necessarily and they don't know how to get it and but they're looking for a safe place to come and just connect with people that genuinely care about them um and yeah just and there's they, more and more things like bombarding them with what uh-huh what yeah, they what, what the world wants them to think truth is right yeah like I think about my high school girls that I hang out with and they don't care about like they love the events and it's fun for them but they would love if just every week like small group which is what we do for small groups but just to hang out yeah and talk to each other that's what they want they want a place to come and hang out with people that care about their life and that can just encourage them and then ultimately we'll show them who Jesus is through that. But Which I think is probably something that hasn't really changed because when I was in high school it was similar. Yeah. We had a small group and it was like for us it was it was a similar thing too where we had a uh, a small group where we had our I mean it was like our group was 240 kids it was a big church but we had our lead uh student pastor youth pastor took the time to meet with six of us as a small group and that meant a ton to us and yeah. it impacted us like crazy to know that this guy who runs this whole thing, he has a huge job. He takes the time on a Tuesday night every week to meet with the six of us and just be like, how you guys doing? And he still, he shows up to our sporting events and yeah. things like that. And it shows that hasn't changed. The kids need no, to know that people care. Yeah. We actually used to call youth group when I went long ago. Long time ago. In a, in a yeah, what are we far, at? We're, we're, about, we're about 15 years out. 16 years? Uh, I graduated 05, so. 16. 16, I was 04. So wow. anyways, if you want to go all the way back, I mean, I started high school 2000. So 21 yeah. years ago, I started freshman year. Go Atwater Falcons. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? We used to call youth group fellowship. It was called, are you going to go to fellowship tonight? Oh, interesting. High school fellowship, junior oh. high fellowship. I don't know why it was that name. I didn't really know a lot about youth ministry at that time. Obviously, I just went. But looking back, we called it that because that's really what it served the greatest was it was the fellowship of junior high students mm -hmm. of high school students and that's what really pizza's great mountain dew is great back in the two, early 2000s you could get a load of kids with pizza and mountain dew it's not the same thing now but um fellowship is what was the engine yeah friends you know knowing people sharing your burdens you know talking about life struggles understanding truth that was the thing that brought me back yeah, was always yeah that was our, I mean, our, our youth pastor had set up, there was a, a coffee shop in town that was totally uh, revamping their entire interior. So they gutted all their booths and stuff. He bought them all from them and put them in our youth room and set it up as a That's cafe. Cool. And it literally, when you walked in, you felt like it. you were walking into just like a coffee, um, shop, a coffee shop. And he called it, I forget, I think House of... Like House of Friends or something like that. And that was what we had as not, and we would say like, are going to, I forget what it was called. I don't think it was House of Friends. But I'm like, are you going to House of Friends tonight? You know, like that was what, yeah. whatever 
whatever it was. It was really cool just to have the space to, like you said, kids wanted to hang out. And then we didn't have the ability to be texting each other like crazy either. That's how old we are. The biggest things that have changed, texting though, so far is culture and even the influences now. Yeah. and What the, you're fighting to get them, like mm-hmm. what you're fighting, you're fighting against. The, yeah. We're like, yeah, you're I mean, fighting against a lot more than 10 years ago. Right. And even now, I was talking to Kath in the lobby just a while ago that I feel like, you know, I've got a, a almost 10 year old. So she's in Kath's 4, 456 group. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to figure out what's true and what's not true as she's growing up. You know, as a little kid, you believe everything. Yeah. You know, and there's very little of needing to convince them, right? But, you know, trying to now help them solidly believe, you know, these Bible stories, these teachings. For themselves. For themselves. But for a junior high and high school standpoint, like where kind of I kind of find my sweet spot, is is really having to um, battle back against influences like social media influencers or, you know, Hollywood musicians who have claimed their truth to be, you know, for them. And the shifting scale of truth is that, you know, it's either what you're saying is either true or false. It, right. Your truth cannot be true if my truth is true. Does that make sense? Yep. So with students, that's what you're battling against because they'll believe that yeah. it's all relative. Right. Yeah. Well, if that's, that's okay for you, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, mine's different. Yeah. My can, truth. Right? Yeah. It's not the truth. It doesn't have to be your truth, truth, but it's my truth. Right. You can believe your truth, but, and so I think it's, and trying to explain that to them through the gospel, I mean, like, ultimately they won't understand it if they don't know that the ultimate truth is what Jesus did and the Bible and all that. Which makes what you're doing, I mean, you've got, this is more part of the reason I want to talk about the 456ers is because that group, John, you're talking about your daughter being 10 years old and, or is she 10 or almost 10? She's almost 10. So... Double digit. Oh, my gosh. Kath, the responsibility that you and your team have with these kids that are in there, you said this last week was really cool because you ended up just having a question session where they just asked a bunch of questions, right? Oh, yeah. I was eavesdropping they, uh, on that they conversation. They took a whole, instead of doing the lesson, we took a whole service, like an hour almost, and um, talked about just questions that they had about God and the Bible and why would God create like, why would God allow the flood? If Like, why would God create the world if he knew that he was going to flood it? Yeah. Because people weren't like, and talking, great, we're talking that's about Noah. That's a great question. And it's a great question. And they have a lot of them. And they want to know because they are preteens. Like, they're, they're trying to decide, one, do I believe what my parents have taught me? Mm-hmm. But two, they're trying to, they've heard these stories growing up. So if they grew up in church, they've heard all these stories. But they're realizing it's not just this story that, it's really cute and Noah had two animals on the ark and the ark was like it's there's a lot of truth to it God um I talked to them a lot about how like God God has judgment but in his judgment there's love and grace and so Mm -hmm. the story of Noah actually shows us a really good example of the fact that God's judgment was to flood the earth but in his love and grace he saved Noah who was faithful to him and Noah's family and protected him and let him live and created the ark and all that. And so, and made the promise to never destroy and made the, the promise to never destroy. Yep. And so like, they're, they're not just looking for the fluffy story anymore. Right. Like not that the fluffy story is bad. Like it's awesome for a preschooler to know the story of Noah. I even noticed, I mean, Ma- but, Maverick six and he starts to ask him these questions. Like he likes to read. I'm not joking. He likes to read through Job. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he likes to have me and Caitlin read Sweet. Job to him. That's and he adorable. asks questions about it. 
And Kyson's totally different. You he guys just, should get him some sackcloths and ashes for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> you know, he'd love it. Great. Good idea. Oh, gosh. Um, but yeah, these kids are asking questions and we need to have spaces for them to mm-hmm. give them the we right do. answers. And that's, uh, I think, a, a big battle that we have with kids of all ages now is who, where are they getting their answers from, right? And that was and one of, yeah. when I took over 456, one of the first things as I was learning more about preteens and researching what preteens are like, because obviously I've been one, but it's been a while and things have changed, is that they are, they're searching for a place where they're allowed to ask questions and not be judged for their questions. And they're okay with getting an I don't know answer, but they want a space to ask it. And so it's been really cool to see, to kind of finally see Which that's even, 456 has become a space where students do feel safe. Even know, if you're an adult, questions. like we've, ha- I've had s- scenarios back here with some of the people in the band that are literally kind of embarrassed to ask a question that they don't know the answer to. And everybody's just like, don't be embarrassed to ask that question. Like, yeah. and every, some people would be like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bre- we pick Brett's brain back here a lot because he sits back here and people just start asking questions. And sometimes we'll have people ask a question that they'll legitimately feel a little bit embarrassed to ask. And it's like, if you're an adult, it still ask your questions. It's totally. good to ask questions. I um, tell, I tell the 456 all the time. I would rather you ask me any question you have than go to Google. Gotquestions.org. Or that, but I would wrap. That's like, a yes, good resource. I love got You got to be a little careful. It's good. It's not. Yeah, it's not all perfect. But no, it's, I mean, it'd be like if you're asking our staff questions. We're not going to get everything right. No. Yeah. But at least you know our intention is right. to to give you the truth from God's word, right? And but that's what it, the key in what you guys are just saying, though, is that if they don't get the answers from here, they're going to search somewhere, somewhere else. And we would more desire we would want more for them to ask it here than for them to kind of have to then filter through yeah because they're they don't have nine the 10 11 they years old know. they're asking you know, the question because they or don't they'll know ask how their to friends. find the truth they'll ask their friends mm-hmm. who are like well i saw a movie one time that showed me this yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. you know so. well we've done over the over the last six months uh to a year or whatever we've done a bunch of episodes just called questions about whatever right you know it was questions about the bible and it was very basic questions about the bible and uh, I brought in different, John, you've been a part of a couple of those. Um, and it's, I just, I, a lot of it I get from got questions. I just see the questions that are most frequently asked yeah. about different things. And some of it may seem really like basic to some people, but other people, it's like we did one on angels and demons. And the question was, I think you were part of this one um, with Mike Baker. And the question was, uh, do our loved ones become angels after we mm. die. Well, that's something a lot of people don't know the answer to that question. And it might seem to some people seem obvious. And Brett's done a series on angels and demons and right. and things like that. But having those having a place to ask those questions is so important where you can get the answers that are that are coming from a, a an area yeah. or a person that is committed to the truth of God's word, right? I also oh sorry. I also love the questions because it shows that they're wanting to grow and yeah. learn. Like I think yeah. that asking if you're not asking questions, then like I don't like I think that you're when you're asking questions, it's very clear that you're trying to grow in your understanding you're on a of God's trying to learn, something. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I love it. I was just gonna say like if a parent's listening, whether you're junior high, high school, four, five, six, even jam packed, I mean, um you, like your job as a parent is to also make that space for your kids to be able to ask those questions. You know, ultimately the Bible teaches us that the parents are the primary disciplers. Like our church is here as a great safety net to kind of help disciple kids. But you know, we all know the the stats, right? Which is, you know, if we're lucky, how many weeks out of the year we get to see the kids? 40, 45? 
or yeah and i think what, on average you see, yeah i think on average you see kids for us twice a month right and so the idea would be that and in, in the home mom dad listening to this right now grandma grandpa whatever you you ought to consider you know just even probing and saying hey do you have any questions about you know what was said today in four five six or you know what you heard you know talked about at and if the you ever Christmas need Eve questions or whatever Every week, there's an email that gets sent out to all the parents. Yeah. And it's, um, it's and got it a has, lot of good stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, it has ways to help you explain to your kid what they learned this weekend or any questions they might have. And it's okay also as a parent to say that you don't know. Totally. Like, I tell the 456ers. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll find out for you. So don't, like, leave it as a flat, I don't know. But like, a, hey, I don't know. I'll find out for you. And yeah. go pick someone's all this, brain. Yeah. All like, this, I don't know. Have you seen that um, Instagram yeah, reel? I don't know. Where they say, I don't know. I don't, like, it's <laughs> I like, haven't seen this yet. They say, I don't know, like 15 times and little questions come up on the screen. And it's like all these random questions that they have no idea to. And sometimes yes, it's how you we feel. We watch in life. reels. Yeah. Sometimes you don't relevant. know the answer. But it's better okay. to just say, I don't know, than lie or make something mm -hmm. up. This is a good segue for next week. I'm bringing in two. Uh, I've got two dads coming in um, that both have kids that are current teenagers. Um, and we're going to talk about parenting. And, and both of them. But when I asked them to be on it, both are like, oh, I'm probably not the best person to have have come on here. I'm like, but this is none of us are perfect at parenting like that's So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what the challenges are. Um, so this is going to be John Barrett and uh, Paul Ortlinghouse. And uh, they're going to come in and we're going to talk about the challenges of parenting in 2021. And we'll get into some of this stuff, too. If you're listening like, to this right now, you want to tune in because both those guys are solid. Yeah. They're solid. So they're Paul, solid, Paul solid is the parents. pastor of Soma Church. He spoke yeah. here a couple times. Um, and then John Barrett, who is, uh, I know, is part of our staff. I know well. both of their high schoolers, and they're solid. And yeah, one of them, uh, John's oldest son, Joey, is now in college, and he wants to be a pastor. He wants to be ministry, yeah. Which is really cool. So um, how can we, as a church, be praying for, let's say, uh, youth ministries and four, five, six, um, just your leaders, you guys? Yeah, I, I would say just, just pray that uh, God would continue to bring people into the youth ministry, serving as small group leaders, you know, serving at our motion nights. Um, we had an amazing response of people wanting to serve at YouthX, which was awesome, you know, church-wide. But, I mean, uh, YouthX is one time a year. I mean, we, we meet in small groups every week. And so it can be, you know, f difficult to find people who have that right skill set, you know, and kind of understand the balance and have that personality that can be goofy and have fun, but at the same time, you know, really push and challenge these students towards, you know, understanding who Jesus is, what the scriptures say, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I'm going to throw out there too, especially for student small groups, like you don't have to be a quote unquote cool person to be a small group leader. Right. Two of our best school, are not of, cool people. Are not, who like, are they? It's one of them's Eve. And she, when she leads a high school small group, those kids will come they every, love, they they will love come every week. Eve. They will never miss it comes yep. back to because relationship. Because they genuinely care about their students. Yep. Yeah, and those students know that. And same with Karen. Like, they love Karen's group is faithful every week. They love her. They're, she grows that group every year. Eve, like, I think you're cool. They are No, they are cool. But they're, like, not what you would think you have to be to be a leader yeah. for students. You do not have to be young and hip. And In your mid-20s. To and be, yeah. no, to be a there student. There is that understanding. There is. Or there, there is that misconception, yeah. rather, where you, you have to kind of fit the cool mold, mold oh. right? Right, yeah. They love John that he's like a dad. Oh, I'm 35. He dresses like a know? dad. He acts like a dad. They love him. <laughs> I dress like a dad and act like a dad. I don't feel yep. love yet. I'm not as involved. I'm not as involved. <laughs> um, Basketball small group. 
We yeah I, yeah COVID won't let us do oh, it. Oh, that's true. Uh, all right, so we got motion night next week. What can the students look forward to with that? Oh gosh, we're family excited. feud. Family feud. I'm gonna be hosting. Yeah, we do leaders versus students. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, family feud. It's gonna be fun. That's um, awesome. It's Panda up Express. there, Steve. It's up there. Steve. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, Panda Express is for dinner. So come yeah. hungry. Yeah, Th- these are great oh, nights. Awesome. I mean, they're free for the students. And we do them one time a, a month, second Wednesday, 6.30 to 8.30. Every um, month. Every it's month. month. It's, it only got we canceled not, with COVID, right? Yep. Like, other than I that, mean, we don't. Yeah, we even we did, did, we, it we did it online, which was super lame, but we <laughs> did it online. Uh, and we're going to we're gonna look at um, the idea of gratitude, right? Because gratitude is kind of that month of November. We talk about Thanksgiving yeah. gratitude. Yeah. There's a passage in the Psalms that says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. And instead of kind of just challenging the students to think about what they're thankful for, um, to consider um, what it means that the Lord is good and that his love endures forever and why that should turn our hearts towards being thankful. Awesome. So, awesome. Really, it's a, a gospel message of God's character, his love, what he's done for us why we should be thankful because without him we would be headed towards distraction or yeah. dis- disaster yeah um and then kath on let's talk about this real quick uh sunday mornings yeah 456 456 when where uh in cold storage uh, which is the gigantic is building the, that you see mm-hmm. when you walk in or it drive is. in. Um, usually there's music outside, so you can find us with the music that's blasting. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. We hang out. We do um, game. It's not it's just like, in cold. You have a room. In oh, yeah. Cold we have storage. a room. It's not just yes. like. No, we have an awesome room. It's not just in the storage. It's a 45,000 square foot room. Each student gets 1,000 square feet. And it's, it's cold. fun. Um, oh, you even have and then in there. we do have heaters there. Um, and we do small groups. So we do like a small group vibe in there. Um, so students get assigned to their small group table. And then instead of just me teaching, um, we do discussions cool. as a table too, which is really cool. And I think that that helps You got my boy Kyle in there too, right? I do. Kyle's awesome. Kyle's like Kyle's number awesome. one volunteer. He's great. So we love it. They're Sweet. fun. And then uh, let's also this Sunday, we've got baptism. So if you are interested in baptism, you can go to springhills.org slash baptism. You can read about it, sign up for it. If you've got other questions, I I forgot to write the number down. Do you either of you happen to know 707-505-9070. Is that really what it is? I'm going to go for it. No. Oh, no. One? Okay. 505-9070. Wow. I think that's what it is. John, I'm so Dude, impressed. That's it, someone, I'm impressed. someone fact check me right now. I don't have my phone. I don't know how. Uh, I'll look it up. <laughs> Spring Hills. Oh, it's, it's the Spring Hills We're text, worthless. Right? It's the Spring Hills text thing. Uh, so if you've been at church the last couple of weeks, we've announced it. Um, or, I got it, guys. Uh, you got it? John 707-505-9070. It. Great. Nice. If you have questions about baptism, you can ask, ask your question. Or if you want to sign up to that text message, you will get a real live human being. Uh, responding to you so you can text that uh, sign up for baptism or ask your questions all right uh, next week like i said we've got paul uh, orlinghouse and john barrett coming in for our podcast talking about parenting teens in 2021 Catherine, john thank you for doing this Catherine, thank you for doing the podcast no problem as always Garrett, Garrett, anytime you're welcome. all right you're welcome. thank you guys.